everybody, and welcome back to a very exciting episode of The Reality Informant. I am bringing you two creators who I have loved for a long time that I follow, and I just love what they stand for and what they talk about. So if you're here, you know I love reality TV, pop culture, TV, all of it. Today, I'm bringing you two content creators that you've definitely seen. There's no way. There is absolutely no way. They're laughing, but I mean, there's no way. It's Simone. Simply Simone, as you may know her on TikTok. And we've got Caitlin from Besties by Bravo here. And I am, guys, I'm seriously geeking out if I'm being honest. The fact that you're both in front of my face, like right now, is like a little trippy because it's bringing my love for Bravo and my love for TV and pop culture and movies like all in one. Um, welcome to the Reality Informant. Thank you. Thank you for Thank having you us. Thank you and- for having yes. us today. I'm so excited. And why I'm bringing them here is maybe a little bit of change of pace than you're used to. You guys know we love to recap Bravo. Caitlin, you know all about that. Um, But today, I'm having these two lovely ladies on to really discuss the SAG after strike and the writer strike. These are two things that are so important that I don't know if all of my listeners are really kind of educated on what's going on and what it means for us as, you know, the audience of these programs of, you know, the streaming services and everything, all the networks, we just maybe not, we're not maybe as clear as we should be as to what this means and the impact of everybody involved that creates the programming that we love. Um, So today I'm bringing both of these ladies on to bring their perspective, to bring the stories and really educate us on really these topics and what they mean. Caitlin is SAG, so she can kind of speak to that angle of things. And Simone and I are both non-union, but we absolutely support these strikes. And just so you guys know, at the start of this, where we stand on things, um, this was a choice to talk about this today. I think it's a kind of great gray area. I think, you know, it's a little bit, I want to say uncomfortable because we're just navigating this together, to be frank. Um, But without further ado, I'm going to shut up, which we all know is very hard for me to do. And I'm going to give the floor to first Caitlin and really just wanted to pick your brain. Um, I mean, I know that that is kind of the vaguest way to put this, but pick your brain on what's been going on the last really couple months, but really has hit ahead over the last two weeks, Um, how it's affected you and your content creation and then we'll kind of flip over to Simone and she can talk about how it's affected her and, you know, maybe how we've pivoted the content that we cover today. I realize that's a lot. So um, the floor is yours, Caitlin. <laughs> well, thank you. And thank you for yeah. opening up this conversation. Um, So I'm we're going to make this like, OK, there's a strike happening and it's very important, but we're also going to kind of make it strike, but fun. OK, we're going to mm-hmm. do our best. So with that being said, um. I have been SAG since, uh, gosh, what year was that? Yeah, 2011, better part of a decade. Um, I was explaining to both of these ladies before we hopped on here and started recording that basically when I had joined SAG, it was back when you had to join SAG if you wanted to be an actor. And things have changed. There's, you know, been quite a few more developments in how projects are made. And this was before there was new media, before there were influencer agreements, before podcasts, before any of that. And I'll explain how difficult, especially then, and even still, it's not 
as though it's all that easy to get into SAG still. Um, it's not something you can just say, hey, I, here's my money. Will you let me in the union? Um, <laughs> back in the day, you could join basically one of two ways. And one way was to receive what's called a Taft-Hartley. And Taft-Hartley is usually given when you get a line in a film or a TV show. And so what they the production said, this person was so perfect for this role. We had to have them. We are willing to pay to get them a Taft-Hartley. Taft-Hartley didn't mean you were automatically in the union. It meant you were SAG eligible. The other way you could get into the union was to work as a background actor. And you never knew. You would work as you were non-union. It would be on union productions and, and non-union alike. And you would be working as a non-union background actor. And you would need to receive three SAG vouchers as a background actor. Now, you never knew if you were going to get a SAG voucher. So when I tell you I have done background acting, I did all of it. Um, I only ever got one SAG voucher. And then the way I got my Taft Hartley, I had to die in a tanning bed on CSI Miami. Yes. Oh my God. What a way. What a <laughs> way to was, go out. It was wild. Um, so there are different ways. And I was doing in I was doing what's called insert unit. So anytime you're watching show, film, movie, whatever, um, and you see maybe like the principal actor, I don't know, they turn the air conditioner or the the volume up and you only see a hand. That's literally what I was doing. I wasn't even the actress that they had cast as the guest star for this, but they had me climbing up into this platform that the bottom of it was plexiglass and uh, they had the camera under me and I'm in this bikini and they are have the director saying, okay, Caitlin, it's getting really hot in there. Suddenly, you, now you can't breathe. Now you can't breathe. It's getting harder. You're trying to get out. Really hit, 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 hit it. And then you just go and die. And I'd have to like throw myself after going nuts. And then like, I don't know, something would happen. Like my toe would twitch and he'd be like, again, back to one. I don't even know how many times. I'm like, I cannot control these muscles. So that's my, I mean, there's so many different ways people so have joined the union. Um, that being said, what's happening with this strike, it started with the writers and mm -hmm. the WGA mm -hmm. writers guild of America. They, the, the last time that both the writers and actors were on strike was in 1960. The last yep. time there was a writer's strike was right before I moved to Los Angeles. And this was in 2008, 2009. So here's the deal. Without writers, we have nothing. Um, one of the biggest issues is that they are, they as in the AMPTP, um, they are uh, really wanting to propose using AI for a lot of things that they should not be using it for. They're trying to replace writers. Writers are artists too. Um, you mm -hmm. cannot, mm -hmm. you can't replace human artists with computers. It doesn't work. Um, so with that being said, you know, one of my friends, she has written Lifetime movies. She wrote for P-Valley on Showtime, um, all of it. I remember when she was having to do the picket line and everything like that. Mm -hmm. This was during Scandival. Mm -hmm. And ironically, Watch What Happens Live was the only late night show to not go dark during the writer's strike. Little odd. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure how they got away with it, but that's, listen, I'm glad there's a part of me. <laughs> I'm glad they did, but also I'm like, I don't know how. So I'm still standing with you writers. Believe me, I, I, there is a certain appreciation that I have for writers that I can't, my own words fail me. So once the negotiations were not moving forward. That is when SAG-AFTRA said we're getting involved. And the biggest issue is that the streaming residuals, and mm -hmm. that goes with Netflix, with Amazon, um, you know, 
all of them, my brain, Hulu, everything. Mm -hmm. What as someone who was on Orange is the New Black, I just forgot her name. She was one of the principal actors, and she, there were over Kimiko, 90 episodes. Right, guys? Yes. Simone, mm -hmm. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm, yeah. I'm looking to Simone. I knew she knew that. <laughs> yeah. And so there, she showed the check, the residuals checks. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's she didn't even get paid for some of the episodes, and she was a principal actress. She was 18. So that on top of the fact that they are also remember what I said about background actors. Mm -hmm. Now, if you are in the union, the day the eight hour day rate for a background actor is one hundred and eighty four dollars, and I want to say like sixty seven cents, but it's one eighty four, and that hasn't mm -hmm. changed for a while. It has been one eighty four for a very long time. Wow. What the AMPTP has proposed <laughs> is to get a background actor, as many of them that would do it, pay them for one singular day of background acting, scan their face and use AI to put them in the background of anything they want to use. And it is literally for all of eternity. Um, the negotiation, I'm, I'm going, 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 but I just, there's so many things that once I started explaining some of this to people <laughs> around me, they were like, are <laughs> you kidding me? Mm -hmm. How messed up is that? Because uh, like 95% mm -hmm. of these background actors want to be a principal actor. So what are you mm -hmm. going to do if once they, and I hope for so many of them that they are at least a guest star, a co-star, anything. What are you going to do? Mm -hmm. Have them walking in the background of their own shot. That's number mm -hmm. one. Aside from the incredibly just immoral uh, use of this, it is deplorable. Okay. The only people that they mm -hmm. would be able to get to do that would be someone who is homeless and desperately needs the money. And that's yeah. still disgusting. I guess my question yeah. is, I have a question for you. Um, is, is part of the negotiation asking for the option for actors to like opt out of that or is it just a black and white? It's so here it's a good question. It's not that you have to do it or you don't get to do it. Um it's the the mere fact that they are even offering that to people right. is what's wrong. And they're trying to use AI to write scripts. Um and it's yeah. So another mm. thing um during the negotiations they requested, uh, the actors requested an 11% increase and then it tapers off, um, because inflation, you know, it eventually levels out and <laughs> the AMPTP countered with a 5% increase. And this was just for the actors. The writers are asking for, uh, now I'm trying to remember, oh my God, was it two or 4%? I believe it was 2% of the overall revenue on these projects. That it's like six Ferraris <laughs> that they're asking for yeah. worth of money. It's gross, right? So then mm -hmm. we see this article that came out with Deadline where I listen, do I think it was Bob Iger giving the it was anonymous? Do I think it might have been Bob Iger? I totally could see it being him because he seems to be mm -hmm. at the very forefront of saying this stupid yeah. shit. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, a lot of the proposals that SAG gave to the AMPTP. One of them, so going with auditions, something that I, I just, it would have been lovely if they hadn't rejected it, but I, I know why they're saying they rejected it. I don't even have to read to know why. Um, for mm -hmm. example, SAG said, okay, when an actor auditions and they are in what's called maybe being on a veil or um, they're on hold if it's theatrical, they've done the screen test, everything. They should have a right to be told when an, an offer has been given to another actor while mm -hmm. they are rejecting other jobs. They said no, because mm -hmm. I'm, if I could tell you the number of times I've been on a veil and then I sat there refreshing my phone, checking it constantly, and then I was like, guess I didn't book it. And no one tells you. 
Mm. And mm. it's like, it is killer. They rejected um, giving act, putting a limit on the number of pages that actors are, are given for a, I'm trying to use language that isn't, you know, so specific. Um, I know, but I, the size, mm -hmm. which are your script, mm -hmm. the, yeah. it's a portion of the script for your audition. And they tried to limit the number of pages on that to like, I think it was a hundred. No, it wasn't hundred. It was like, it was a ridiculous number still rejected that. AMPTP rejected giving actors more information about the character, the genre, the tone of what they're auditioning for. When I tell you, you, you are lucky if you get a script 24, like get your sides, yeah. and, you know, script sides, sides mm -hmm. are only for auditions 24 hours in advance. A lot of times you walk in, they hand you the paper and you have maybe you're going to be lucky if you get 30 minutes to read through it, Ugh. make some big, serious choices. Like, especially if you're auditioning for like Marvel or something. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. They take your phone. They take mm -hmm. everything from you. And they basically lock you in the studio for 12 hours while you're auditioning. And so they, they wouldn't even make allowances with that. They were really trying to push for inclusivity for different tones of skin. Mm -hmm. They begrudgingly said, okay, fine. And you know, that is a whole other issue that I cannot even begin to explain to you. The fact that there are hair, that any of the hair and makeup artists that don't know how to do women of color hair, they don't yeah. know how to, they, they cannot yeah. color match. They are not taught in their schools. It should be a requirement to be able to be a union, be a part of vanities in union. You mm -hmm. should have to have taken some form. It should have been taught I just all around. Got chills. I really did get mm -hmm. chills listening to that. Like that is so basic, yeah. right? Like equity for your actors, so they feel comfortable too. Like I just, it's all of it's everything bad. that you're saying. Mm -hmm. It seems so <laughs> common sense, right, friends? Like should it's be. Like, mm -hmm. um, I guess you know. I don't want to. Obviously, there's so much we could dig into, and I encourage everybody, and I will drop all in the description of this podcast where you can go, because obviously we are not experts. We are just, you know, obviously living it, breathing it, and sharing with you guys what we know. Um, I just have a question for both of you uh, in mm -hmm. the space that we we cover, and we're kind of going a little off, off the um, script, if you will, but given we cover you know, TV, film, this is the stuff we all love, right? How are mm -hmm. you two? And Simone, I'll start with you because yes, really funny. you absolutely, I, I come to you for a resource in TV, film. How are you navigating this? Um, a, just off the bat, thank you for being a resource for many of us and like mm -hmm. understanding just baseline what's going on. But um, how are you, how are you doing? <laughs> oh, it is. Well, first of all, thank you. Second of all, it is really just the Wild West right now. We're all just trying to figure all of this out. Like a lot of us that are into TV and movies, we knew that the strikes were coming. Mm -hmm. I know from just people that live out in LA, the mutuals I have, that this has been, mm -hmm. you know, coming since like November. So I knew this was coming mm -hmm. for WGA. I knew yeah. that SAG was a possibility because I have friends who are part of SAG. I, we did not know we were going to be chess pieces in all of this until probably the day before when they said, hey, we're going to call a strike. And basically, a lot of us who do a lot of like promotions and paid content with studios, we knew they were going to run to us next because they couldn't have the actors promote their projects. But then we find out 
the end of like the little letter saying, hey, non-union people, if you do this, you're going to be you know, not eligible for the union later. And it's just like, oh, so now we really, really can't do this. It's just like, and we were trying to get clarifications. Like, is this allowed? Is this not allowed? A bunch of us emailing people, a lot of us getting in mm-hmm. our contacts in LA and contacts in New York and see if they know somebody. So really it was just a solid three days of us running around with our heads cut off until they posted mm-hmm. that FAQ on the website finally. And it's, Difficult because there are so many gray areas that are really explained. A lot of questions like, oh, can we still talk about reality TV? Can we talk about older projects? Is, you know, this company under like this studio? Because a lot of them do buy out smaller studios. And a lot of people don't know that. I'm relieved that A24 hasn't been bought out yet because I can finally talk about them. I'm like, thank God. <laughs> and there are interim projects too. There's a small yeah. list of interim projects you can mm-hmm. talk about. Just FYI, they just oh came out with that. Gosh. I Ooh. mean, like that. You, that brings up a great point, though. Like reality <clears throat> TV, us here. So you, got, I think I sent to both of you. I emailed SAG directly, and I was like, "Can I talk about this?" Like I one day hope to be SAG. You know, I'm not going to ever cross that off my list. Just putting it out there to them, and they said you're free to talk about it. It's not yes. struck, but, but moral dilemma, right? Friends <laughs> like, right. right. It's so not, black it's and a little, white enough. it's not black <laughs> and white enough. So, I mean, anybody listening to this right now, I think specifically Caitlin and I are very confused right now mm-hmm. with reality mm-hmm. and Caitlin, even more so given she's part of the union and wants to respect the strike. It's been a very odd time to be covering reality TV because it's, mm-hmm. You know, where do, I mean, what are your thoughts? This is an open conversation. Mm. Um, well, I can tell you what the technicalities are. Mm-hmm. Unscripted mm-hmm. is not part of struck work. Unscripted podcasts, um, variety shows, which is like America's Got Talent. <laughs> and what else was it? It was like um, one other thing. I, you know, mm. I see for me, Unfortunately, I've not had any major <laughs> studios asking me to promote their work. Um, also, fortunately, at the same time, I guess. <laughs> um, because, <laughs> sorry for um, the French coming, but this broke bitch just bought her BravoCon tickets, which also, I'm, I've been asking SAG. I've sent them more than one email, and I have called. Cannot get anyone to answer me because right now they are saying conventions. Members are not, are encouraged not to attend conventions. In my, I know that they're speaking on Comic-Con right now, but mm-hmm. Bravo is for unscripted. Now, if that's the case, then just that in general, if we're talking unscripted, who all is SAG? Well, let's see. It's definitely going to be Kyle Richards wouldn't be able to go. Garcelle wouldn't be able to go. I'm pretty sure Kenya must be SAG. She's done a lot of acting. Oh, yeah. Andy is SAG. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's someone I'm forgetting. Heather Dubrow wouldn't be able to go. Um, Andy, Andy. I think Andy is SAG. I think probably Taylor Armstrong is probably even SAG now from doing that movie in Oklahoma. Um, So I know, just trying. You said it, not me. I didn't. Right. (laughs) She probably is. I mean, that's, Mm -hmm. listen, there, it's totally different, you know, on how to join now. But that being said, it's, even, it, I don't know how it's going to affect us because then at the same time, we still see, I think Kenya's slated to come on to watch what happens live next week. So that's the other thing. Is she allowed to talk about 
um, her unscripted show, from what I understand, Candy had said, I'm not able to talk about my projects that I've had going on. But she did recap her um, the latest episode of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So I think that's another good person to look to. Um, it's just, I think we all just want to do the right thing is what I know. Show is. I know. Simone, yes. what's your take? I, I like, I'm just curious, yeah. right? Like you're hearing also people outside of reality TV. I feel like you're getting a lot of people reaching out to you and kind of telling you, well, that person's doing it wrong. Like what's your take on it? Yeah. I think on the reality TV front, it's really hard because it's like, you know, unscripted, we're good, but this unscripted is on a network, but it's on a strike company. Yes. So it's like, how do we get around that part? <laughs> like, can I, know, I and I'm also like, right. even though it's under ABC, that's under Disney, like, how am I supposed to get around? Like, I know that's a whole separate contract, but still that's adjacent to the Strug company. So that's like really, really confusing. So a lot of us exactly. are really just trying to figure out, okay, is this connected to this before I put this out? Cause I don't want to mess with my chances. Cause really we're just all trying to figure out how to go about this. And we understand this is like really unprecedented to have mm-hmm. a whole strike at this magnitude in this, you know, day and age of like the internet and social media. So it's like really, really hard to figure out what exactly is okay to do. No, everybody, you're listening to us in real time, like try to dance around this. <laughs> but we oh just we truly we <laughs> truly don't know. Like we are, I think, trying our best to use our platforms and like speak on it and talk on it. But I mean, we have all seen people in the same space as us talk about mm-hmm. it. And it's like, mm-hmm. huh? Like, I guess we're okay because nobody's saying you're not right, but like. So it's definitely a weird place to be right now. I guess my I, my question is moving forward and, and kind of how we can look to support, to continue to support while highlighting the things we love, right? So this is mm-hmm. an outlet for a, a lot of us, right? This is a form of escapism for many of us is TV, all of this content, all this programming that they provide us, these everybody who's on strike, these writers, these actors, I mean, more than that, right? It's, it's so many people this is affecting. How, like, what are you hearing from, you know, people who are, who are being directly affected as to how we can help? Um, I've seen some links for even like grocery stores, like buying people groceries. Like, what are you guys hearing? Well, you know, I think one of the biggest things um, is, spreading the word about it, putting the pressure, because Mm -hmm. this is the thing about the social media pressure that can happen. Um, NBC Universal, which it's it's going to pain me to go ahead and say all this because my whole account is like all about Bravo and Bravo is under the NBC Universal umbrella. NBC Universal just uh, very opportunistically happened to start construction on their sidewalks mm-hmm. right where everyone was picketing. And they just so happened, it, now the LA City Controller is looking into it, but they yep. just so happened to do some very severe tree trimming over there, which uh, also I used to go, I, I went to the New York Film Academy that's located in that whole area. They, I'd never seen them do the trees like they did these trees. And so um, they it's kind of being thought, hmm, it was a little too coincidental that there was no shade at all in the mm-hmm. Los Angeles sun for these people. And then yep. NBC Universal put up 
like three or four tents for picketers to maybe get a little shade under. Now, I'm going to give you just for one moment, one idea that has come to me for how to move forward with all of this. And it it's really come from a point that my friend Lauren Skay, who is uh, at the Zen Blonde, she was on my podcast yesterday and she made a really great point because I had been saying, look, humans like to watch humans. We don't want AI. You can't have a movie star that is AI, right? Like there's a mm-hmm. reason why we love mm-hmm. watching blooper reels. It's because actors stop acting, the, the mask falls off. And when they start laughing, we love that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And so with that, what what are we going to have AI stars? There's not going to be any gossip. There's not going to be any fun. That that ruins a whole other entire industry, the more AI you have included. So to me, yeah. I, I know it's we're not necessarily gossip, you know, accounts, mm-hmm. podcasts. Mm-hmm. But, well, it depends on what day know, it depends, is for depends, me. Depends. <laughs> but I mean, like, we're not like the journalist type, but, you know, yeah. we're not the us mm-hmm. weekly podcast. We'll, we'll just yes. say it that way. But if we're talking about the people and what's going on in their lives, it, gossip can be good or bad. I, you know, that's that there's a whole other theory on that, but it doesn't all ha- gossip doesn't always have to be bad. If we are talking about the actual people mm-hmm. that I find mm-hmm. to be the best way without totally straddling the line, but we can mm-hmm. still talk about everything that it involves without talking about the films, without talking about the shows. It's, I know it's tough, but that's just one way we could possibly find a way to keep pushing the word. Because on the, and one last thing, I, I want it also reiterated that the people striking, it's not a bunch of rich actors who are like, mm, mm-hmm. I no don't way. have four air yeah. conditioners in my trailer. It is, y'all, like 2% of SAG actors earn a livable wage. And mm-hmm. the number is fairly close to that when it comes to the number of SAG actors who make the $26,000 a year only on mm-hmm. acting that is required to be able to get the health fund and pension there. Oh so goodness. healthcare and pension. So I'm letting y'all know it is atrocious what, <laughs> what actors are paid. And so that means that like 98% essentially of the guild actors have to take second, third, fourth, and fifth jobs. They're real estate agents. They're, they're of course, serving tables. They're, mm-hmm. you know, going and working at the cafe. So I'm, I, that's just the last thing I want to say. Um, I feel like, no, Simone, absolutely. you might understand the content creator side of yeah. what you're seeing on that more, though, than I yeah, would. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, like I said earlier, we knew that studios were going to, you know, reach out to creators to promote movies. But, you know, the last couple of days, you know, I've noticed a lot, you know, through talking with Mike my mutuals who often, you know, make and create content. And I wanted to like reference, I went to a rally at the SAG Atlanta local, I think it was 479. And the president um, of the, you know, Una was talking about it. And he said that these studios are going to be vicious and they are going to do a lot of dirty shit, just to be completely frank. The way I have been contacted by so many of my friends who do promotions, the way that they said, hey, I was in a contract as far back as April with them. And Mm -hmm. they've been holding my content ever since. And they just gave me approval. What do I do? (sighs) There are so many of them that had content held for weeks, even months. 
and they sat on it because they wanted to roll all of it out the first week. I just told them, just let your audience know in the caption, just straight up in yes. the caption, in the comments. There's some studios that told them not to address it at all unless they're asked in the comments. And it really just shows how long they've been pretty much preparing for this, even before the writers got on strike. And I'm just like, those freaking heifers. I'm like, wow, this is maniacal. And the thing is, we know that they're going to take advantage of so many vulnerable creators because the creator economy, there's so much of disparity as is for people of color. And especially now with the recession, marketing is always the first thing to get cut. So the budgets mm -hmm. are scarce. So a lot of these third agencies, third party agencies that go to influencers to get them these campaigns, they have to tell them, hey, we can't offer you rate because we're only given this amount of budget. And that has been a lot of instances for me this year. So now, and I'm so happy people you know, who have been approached are talking about this. You now have studios throwing multiple zeros in front of these offers two, three times more than what they originally approached other creators that said no. They there's one person I saw that got offered like four thousand dollars a week to promote movies from their studio that was coming out. And I'm just like, well, they didn't even wait though, they didn't even wait for the strike to be called at midnight before they sent out these emails. <laughs> No, and let me say something, just coming from that world, like truly working as a marketing professional and have worked in the social influencer space, we know. We have timelines. We know everything that's coming. We know a year out, six months out, we get flagged by legal, everybody. Like there's generalizations that we can make and strategies that we can start to build out months in advance. And Simone, I don't think you're far off at all by them mm -hmm. holding assets and waiting for the convenient time to launch. So yes, all of that to say like what an like it is just such an interesting time to be like in the audience a fan of, right? I think anybody who's listening to this obviously loves this the same way we do. I think we're just trying to find ways as creators also um to navigate this, but how can you navigate, you know, you at home? I think it's just trying to spread the word, talk about this, share it, have the conversations um, with everyone that you know. I mean, this affects everybody. I, I think, Caitlin, you were just talking about the pay and and how little, you know, sometimes actors get paid. I mean, we joke. There's the trope of like the actor with the three jobs. And there's a reason mm -hmm. for that, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's not a good reason. And I hope people can sit with that a little bit. And, you know, I was thinking of ways on how to bring it on to like my TikTok. And by the way, friends, I don't know about you, but anytime I talk about this, it's flopping. Flop, flop, low views. I'm like, oh, nobody's seeing it, but whatever. Two weeks. Oh, they are pushing Nothing. it to crap, but whatever. I'm going to keep going at it. And I was actually thinking of like, what's an example of AI? You know, the clone filter? Like that filter with like the 50,000 clones. I'm like going to use yeah. that as an example of like, they won't get paid. Like they're all not going to get paid. Like that's, yeah. I mean, I think it's just mm -hmm. dumbing it down for everybody so that they understand like really what this all means. Um, Listen, tell people to go try and have a conversation or get chat GPT to write them mm -hmm. a script. And like at first glance, you're like, oh, it's not so bad. And then the more you look at it, you're like, 
It's are terrible. You? No, yeah, this is terrible. not written by a human being. Oh, I'm yeah. telling y'all, you will know the difference. You will know yeah, the difference. Absolutely. Like I <laughs> used it for when I did social media, media management early in the year. And basically I used it <sighs> to make captions. When I tell you, I had to redraft so many of those. Cause it's like, no, this is not a human saying this. I had to redraft this. I'm like, I had to tell my boss, like, yeah, I can't keep using this. Because this doesn't make no sense. I basically have to rewrite the entire thing of what they gave me. It, gives, it adds more time to stuff. I swear to yeah. God it does. I've had so many people tell me, yeah, try using it for this and that. And I'll sit there and I'm like, I am trying so hard to get this thing to understand me that I, <laughs> listen, I'm the only one who understands myself. So, I mean, I barely even understand that much. Um, and so yeah, it's, it's it's wild. <laughs> and, you know, and back, I didn't even say what that oh, scumbag studio exec who, exec who was anonymous on that deadline article, he mm-hmm. said before the actor strike happened that the writers were just going to have, to, and this is almost direct quote, just going mm-hmm. to have to be losing their apartments and homes. And just he said, evil. it's a cruel but necessary evil. What a piece of garbage. What a statement to make from that vantage point. Like, must be fucking nice. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I can't even imagine. (laughs) Well, I know. Well, I mean, listen. I Okay. Thank you both for being here. I recognize that this conversation has been a little bit all over the place, but that's what I wanted. I wanted, like, a true, (laughs) just, like, let's touch base. Like, how are we doing? This is wild. We're all navigating through it. I think Mm -hmm. the most important thing is for everybody to go and check out the sagaftra.org. I will put up the links. And the what's the writer's guild? Does anybody know at top of mind? It, WGA. Um, WGA. But you, if you yeah, just Google WGA SAG strike, you'll, yeah, it'll take yeah. you to everything and you need to. You can yeah. find them on like socials, both Instagram and TikTok. They are very active mm-hmm. in there. And I believe they have their websites linked in their bios. Mm-hmm. amazing okay everybody go check it out learn more and keep educating yourselves on this and find both of these wonderful women on your social channels you've got caitlin at bessies by bravo you got simone at simply simone i i simone i also thought it was just simone umba why did i think that oh, i think yeah. it's just anonymous with like you. just like random and then people are surprised <laughs> like my last name in an email i'm like yeah that's my last name <laughs> <laughs> I love Everyone it. has a stage name. Yes, <laughs> yes. No, this is awesome. And I really thank you guys for doing this. I wanted to just share and educate the listeners here. And really the whole idea of this podcast was to be, quote unquote, the truth behind the screen and understand, you know, the inner workings of, of reality TV. But this affects this. And it's really important for everybody to know what's going on. So more to come thank you everybody for listening this week and please go follow these two women they're amazing they're trailblazers in their own right so thank you guys for thank you thank you